Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show. Guys, girls, today is episode number 55. It's the first week of September 2020. You know what that means? That means it is U.S. Nationals Week. So today is our U.S. Nationals preview episode. We're going to get into all that is the big go in a few. But first, a couple of huge items happened this week that you just have to know about um, in order to be living and functioning successfully on this planet. First of all, the CDC indicated this week that 94% of all the Rona deaths included on average, approximately two comorbidities along with the Rona. Additionally, 60% of those deaths were above the age of 75. So this is big news and potentially great news for all of us hoping to get things back to uh, the way they were and normal and fans in the stands, etc. A, because the average lifespan of a U.S. citizen is 78 years old. So 60% 60 of all Rona deaths were over the age of 75. So statistically, I'm not sure we need to get too wound up over that. Um, B, if you have a comorbidity, you have to be on guard. That makes sense. But the rest of us don't have to shut down the planet, protect you. So that means that approximately 10,000 people under the age of 78 have died in our country over the last six months, strictly because of the Rona. To put this in perspective, 50,000 people died last year because of the flu. And on average, throughout the last decade, 250,000 people died total in our country each month. Fear is not how we need to live our lives, friends. Uh, we put you know, on the helmets, Uh, We strap in, we wear safety gear, but we do not need to live in fear of something that has a 99.99% now, according to the CDC, survival rate. Um, And all of this just goes to show, once again, that I'm always right. I told you back uh, when all this started coming out that building your immune system, being healthy, i.e. no sugars, taking vitamin C, taking vitamin D, getting some zinc, etc. Not wearing a mask was the key to thriving during all this. And here we are six months later and the CDC confirming what I already knew to virtually no fanfare because why on earth would the media want you to be informed of the actual facts? My goodness. Um, the second huge thing that happened this week was that the Fed changed gears And did two things. One, they indicated that they are not going to worry about maintaining inflation anymore like they always have since its its inception and that they will instead focus on getting full employment for the country. That's a huge change, which will likely hit the override button on inflation at this point. Um, That along with point number two, which is that the Fed became the single largest investor in the stock market last week. So, which for us, that means that the bubble that all the pundits are talking about in the stock market is not to be feared. The Fed, by the way, is the biggest cartel in the world. 
And you heard that right. The Fed is a cartel. It makes the Colombian drug lords look like the JV team. Instead of selling drugs, though, they are selling money, and they are doing everything they can to protect their scratch. So you can bet it that the Fed is going to protect their investment in the market. So uh, know that. Have that in your pocket. Understand that scenario. But the third thing that happened this week and we've had some absolutely nut punches this year, but this might redeem it all, was the Granny Monkey Busters. And this comes to us from Fukui, Japan. Um, I looked it up on a map, and that is right next to and the horse you rode in on, Japan, if you're into geography. Anyway, apparently a group of mischievous monkeys had been messing with the gardens of these fine people in Fukui, and the grannies had had enough. So they got out their airsoft guns and went to work. Anytime the primates messed around and got too hungry for their own good. So all the villagers know that when they spot these hungry monkeys, that they report it to something. No, that there's no way that's right. Um, this is a real story. Uh, something wrong is absolutely incorrect, but the rest of it is accurate. Um, so when the villagers, they see these, they make the call, and these grannies come running with their granny aprons, shooting away until the monkeys hurry off and lead the gardens alone. I just love every bit of that. Um, that couldn't have made me happier. And truthfully, the fact that we got to granny monkey busters likely means I can deal with a lot of other stuff that came our way this year. Um, guys, girls, all of that happened this week, and I am happy to say we have another tremendous episode for you. I hope it brings you a little bit of joy that we talk about the U.S. Nationals, the big go. I can't wait to get it on, so let's do it. Get to doing whatever it is that you do while you listen to the show. Make your commute, clean the shop, maybe mow your parking spot at the u.s nationals but metaphorically speaking get your helmet on get strapped in because here we go all right let's make a pass let's get this thing hot put it in the water box the u.s national edition and sadly folks um there we have to talk about this there will be no live show at this year's u.s nationals like there was last year and likely how there will be from here on until the end of time the rona just simply made the coordination of and separation of all the logistics just not allowable um, i didn't want to sit up there and have people dealing with masks and uh, maybe not having enough room for everyone and just all the stuff that would have went into it didn't make it worth the squeeze, in my opinion. So, you know, we, we just have to um, let this year go, let it be, and we'll get things on the right track next year, however that is. But uh, what I didn't want to do is let this year go without having something. So in an effort to bring you the best of everything that Fast Brackets Nation has to offer, Let's do this. Mark your calendars uh, for this Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and get in on the action. We'll have the qualifying ladders of both the top sportsman and top dragster side by then. And you can get in anytime before then. Just follow the Fast Brackets Facebook page. Um, but you'll definitely need to be paid before 8 p.m. on Friday 
Um, what we'll do is we'll have a 32-spot randomly drawn spots, um, essentially like a uh, uh, gambling aspect to this thing. There'll be a $50 buy-in. You can pay via Venmo, Zelle, etc. We'll have 32 people buying in at 50 bucks a pop. $1,000 will go to the winner. 300 goes to the runner-up. 100 bucks to each of the semifinalists. And we'll do that both on the top dragster and top sportsman side. So I'll go live for the draw, posting everyone's qualifying position, and then the corresponding ladder, and off we go. So not only do you have a chance to enjoy the race, you have a chance to make a few shekels in the process. Uh, This gives everybody a chance to get a little bit involved, be part of the action, have a little juice on it, baby. You know, this is great stuff. We know that every single competitor that qualifies is going to have a chance to win. So your odds are as good as everybody else's, um, no matter what qualifying spot you get, and you will get that randomly um, with the the coin toss or the, the draw that you get. So, um, we'll do it live so everybody knows it's on the up and up, and uh, I'm not trying to maneuver this thing in any way because I simply don't care who wins. I just think it's a great chance for all of us to get involved a little bit. So keep an eye on the Facebook page for details. It would be a good idea to like this episode um, on the the link. That way Facebook knows that you, you like the Fast Brackets podcast, and when we go live it probably will throw it through your feed a little bit. Um, better um, so just um, stay tuned but check the Facebook post for that but it'll give you a chance to get in on the action just like the drivers do at the U.S. Nationals um, I'll, I'll be very clear with all that stuff but I think it's a great plan for all of us to uh, be involved show our support interest and make a few dollars in the process All right, let's put this thing in the beams presented by this is bracketracing.com and talk about the only thing we can talk about this year or this week is the U.S. Nationals. Um, it's a little bit different this week. Um, you know, we've got a condensed schedule. Uh, they're going to run Thursday through Sunday instead of the normal Wednesday through Monday. Uh, just trying to condense this thing a little bit, understanding that. 2020 is just bizarre and we have to deal with things that we haven't dealt with in the past and we're going to make this a little smoother a little less germy i guess Uh, just clean up a few things that and make it a little tighter of a program now the good news is none of this stopped the competitors from coming out we have great group of uh, competitors that showed up in both top sportsman and top dragster they will get two qualifying sessions uh, Thursday afternoon and then Friday morning as we release this, as we always do on Wednesday afternoon um, or uh, or early evening Eastern time. You know, Thursday afternoon they'll be ready to go. Friday morning they'll be ready to go. And it looks like the weather should allow the schedule to hold. It looks great. I mean, we're talking really good weather um, for this, this uh, competition all weekend long. So, It's really, really good stuff that way. And the top sportsman group had a 36-car quota. They got 39 cars. So, I mean, just listen to uh, the guys and girls that are showing up here in top sportsman. Doug Crumlich, your number two 
points getter in the world last year. He makes the haul from California. He wants the U.S. Nationals Wally. Alan Firestone does the same thing. Kurt Frederick does it. He's been on a roll lately. Ronald Proctor Sr., of course, uh, is a guy that uh, every chance he time he lines up, you know that's a tough out. Larry Deemers, your last year's U.S. National winner, he comes back to defend his title, you know, wins the very first U.S. Nationals and top sportsman. That is a big deal. Um, and Larry's uh, at it again this year. So that's that's great to see. Jeff Brooks in his Henry J comes. Vonnie Mills, Jerry Albert, you know him. Um, he's always deadly. Uh, Darian Bosch makes the trip up. Um, he's going to compete in the Jegs All-Stars, which we'll talk about a little bit later as well. Jim Thorpe and his beautiful uh, Camaro. Uh, Daniel Liebham comes. Kyle Firestone makes the trip. Dusty Meyer, Glenn Wright, Rick Bowman, Mike Frederer, Robert Wright, David Tatum III, Don O'Neill, which you know in his uh, LS-breathing Camaro. Um, that is that is great stuff. Don's got his stuff ready to go now. That's good. Uh, Tommy Turner Jr., Dylan Scott, Mark McDonald, our guy, out of the Evansville area, my man comes and he's ready to go. Chad Peckerel, Glenn Butcher, uh, Bella Brinegar Jr. is is in the show. Robert Mandel Jr., Robert Mandel the third are both. Um, you know they're loaded up with those fifty five Chevys of theirs. That's good stuff. Kind of Dinkle, last year's Jegs All Star Top Sportsman winner is in the show. Stephen Brinegar. Lester Johnson, the fastest man and top sportsman, is is uh, there. Stephen Lehman, Eric Burnett, Jonathan Smitty, Billy Tolman, John Stelt, David Kudera, Greg Lair, my man pulling the gears in that uh, rig of his, is in the show. And then Bobby Erba third, and Mike Moorhead, who just started but is on fire with this thing just coming out in top sportsman so that's your crew in top sportsman that is gonna the 39 cars that are gonna try to qualify for 32 spots it's gonna be fast it's gonna be fun it is gonna be awesome and i cannot wait until um, these guys line it up and get after it on the top dragster side there was a 36 car quota and they got all 36 so let's let's start with the main man. Um, number one on the hood scoop, Danny Nelson shows up. Uh, Jeff Strickland, Ross Larice, Rusty Baxter, last year's U.S. Nationals winner, the very first one. He comes back to defend the title, so you know he's going to be armed and ready. Alan Kenny, who's been on fire out in Division One. Mike Coughlin, who has been just number one every time he shows up. J.B. Strasweg out of Evansville. We love J.B., and J.B.'s got that new car that he just built this year flying and and really dialed in right now. So uh, J.B.'s ready. Victoria Johnson, Cody Weber, Jennifer Weens, Phil Oakley out of the Oakley Motorsports Stable is ready to go. Anthony Bertozzi, who is number one in points right now, he's, he's loaded up, ready to go. Carson Brown, Barry Brown, Ashley Johnson, who hopefully her crew chief can keep her uh, in the playing field this time and keep her out of the fives and get her qualified. 
we're rooting for Ashley that way. Um, Patrick Forrester, Zach Sackman, who you know recently just came on. Al Peevler was on the show too. He's uh, he's been really going a lot of rounds here lately. Um, everywhere he's been, Karma Hopper, Chris Carrico, who's a Indiana guy and is uh, very very familiar with the the Lucas Oil Raceway ground, so he'll be a tough out there. Tom and Patty Fisher, their son Joe, Zach and Joe and Zach, they're uh, sorry, they're Joe Fisher, Patty Fisher, Tom Fisher, Zach Fisher, the whole Fisher crew who've been so instrumental in top sportsmen, top drags or drag racing, making the jump to the national level. So their whole crew is ready to go. Jim Thorpe um, brings his top dragster as well as his top sportsman. Norman Ward, Holden Larice, Bob Henry Jr. is ready to go. Wayne Landry, J.R. Baxter, Mark Jones, who you know recently uh, comes up from Louisiana. Darian Bosch does the same thing. Afton Swanson, who hopefully will not have any issues like she did last year on the starting line. That was just a little bit rough for her, so let's hope um, she uh, gets a little payback in a good way this year for Afton does. Um, Shonda Blintzer is in the show, Steve Will, and Phil Dion. So that's your crew for top dragster. And, I mean, guys, girls, it is literally who's who, and it is people who are trying to – etch their name on a Wally trophy that will be hoisted for a long, long time and, uh, you know, really go down in the, the early runs here of, of the U.S. Nationals history with top dragster and top sportsmen. And if you remember last year, the bump spots were absolutely insane. So in the top dragster side, it was a 622. And on the top sportsman side, I believe it was a 668, if I remember right, um, so those were just flying on the bump spots that way. And I and I talked a little bit earlier about the weather. It's going to be great. Um, we're talking about high 70s, low 80s during the day. We're talking about mid 50s at night. There's no real humidity or rain to speak of that is on the, the weather. Like as we talk now, it's Wednesday. The weather is coming through now. So I think it'll be cleared up by tomorrow morning. It's just going to be fast. It's going to be awesome, and uh, I can't wait. And so my predictions, if you've got a drum roll in you, go ahead and give it right now. But I think we're going to see the first ever bump in the teens on the top dragster side. I just think that's what's going to happen. I mean, there's too many people as you go down the list that can all run in the teens, and they know that running in the 20s is a scary proposition. Um, so I understand that everyone's going to be a little bit nervous about going too fast, uh, but many of these competitors now have the data at Indy. I mean, given the fact that we've been running at Indy a lot this year, um, so you know they know now what it means that what they're going to have to do, um, and also they've got the data to do it. So I think it's just going to be in, insane. It's going to be fast, and I cannot wait. Uh, to see what happens on the top dragster side. And I, and on the top sportsman side, um, get this. Here's my prediction here. I honestly believe that a pro stock car will not would not qualify for this field. I'm not saying the entire pro stock uh, you know, group wouldn't qualify, but I'm saying if you're in the bottom half of pro stock um, and you put the qualifying sheets next to pro stock, 
next to top sportsmen, I think there would be a handful of pro stock cars that would not make the top sportsman field. And that is really, really saying something given the fact that we've got 32 cars and, you know, going to qualify. We've got 39. So seven people are going to go home because they didn't make the bump. And that is, you know, that's, that's, uh, heartbreaking for those folks because you know you make the trip across the country you're ready to go but this race my man like you you've got to be ready to go you got to throw an extra pill at it you've got to do whatever it takes to you know to make this thing happen and i'm guessing that the the bump is going to be you know maybe the fastest we've ever seen Today's half-track report is brought to you by DragRaceLawyer.com. You knew that already. I don't have to tell you to go to DragRaceLawyer.com for all your high-horsepower legal needs, but do that if you need him. Um, hey, we have a lot of drag racing action to cover, so I'm going to get to it right now. On the NHRA side, we're going to start in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and work our way west um, so let's start with that. NHRA held their Division Three event, and there were a lot of racers that went to Bowling Green first, and then they made their way up to I-65 to Indy. So it was it was a great down event down in Bowling Green, like it always did. On the top dragster side, there were 25 cars. Um, 18 of those were 6:30 and under. So that's just a preview of what's going to happen this weekend at the U.S. Nationals. But 18 of those cars were 6:30 or under. Um, your number one qualifier was Mike Coughlin um, in his 17 Dan Page uh, blown dragster. He runs a 610 with an eight at 225 miles an hour. You know, it's kind of been what Mike does this year, which is claim that top qualifying spot and then go to work after that. Um, so um, they got down to the semifinals there in Bowling Green where it'll be J.B. Strasweg versus Danny Nelson and Mike Coughlin versus Al Pivler. All those guys are loaded up and in the show at Indy. But uh, once it got to the semifinals and the rains came, and they, they really tried to get that in, but it just it wasn't going to happen. So those are your semifinalists in top dragster in Bowling Green. On the top sportsman side, there were 25 cars qualified. Lester Johnson was your number one qualifier kind of been what he does as well he goes 624 5 at 233 miles an hour and he had three tenths on the number two qualifier (laughs) that's how fast lester johnson is compared to the rest of the field he he had three tenths on the number two qualifier whoa nicely done again lester um and they got down to the semifinals as well uh it'll be billy toman versus jim thorpe and Robert Irby versus William Simmons the second in the semis there. So uh, it just rained and rained on them all weekend. They tried to get a you know get it done. Tried to get wait around till Monday to get it in, but it just wasn't happening. As the rain showers once again plagued the Bowling Green Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series event, and the event had to be postponed. The remainder of that race will be competed, completed at the uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway during their doubleheader weekend later this year. Now we go to uh, uh, the NHRA Division Four, the Alamo City Motorplex. They actually ran uh, this event on the eighth mile, which 
if you've been listening to the show, you heard me. Like, I think we should try all kinds of stuff this year. So they, they went eighth mile for this event. There were um short, a little bit short field. There were only 10 cars in top dragster and top sportsman there, you know, but they were dodging hurricanes. So, um, you know, the folks that showed up, nicely done. Your number one qualifier was William Cruz. Um, he goes 385.5 to the eighth at 192 miles an hour. So uh, he claims the top spot there. And your winner was David Bills over Mike Burns. David Bills is 16 dead on one for the win. So congrats to David Bills for winning the top dragster event in Division Four. Uh, on the top sportsman side, there were 10 cars as well. Bob Galitti was in his 67. Shelby was your number one qualifier. He goes 427.9 at 167 miles per hour for that top spot and goes wire to wire. He gets the win over Ricky Fisher um, in the final. So Bob Galitti gets your number one qualifier and gets the win and gets his sixth Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series Wally. Nicely done, Bob, um, in Division Four. Now let's go west a little bit to Division Six, and they had a double divisional out in Billings, Montana at the Yellowstone Drag Strip, which I think is a great idea. I mean, if you're going to haul – to Yellowstone um, and uh, deal with the bison and the bear and all the things that are going on out there. Like you might as well race a couple times. Uh, I think that's a great idea. And they did, they did a superb job out there. So on the top dragster side, they got 28 cars. who we went to what I think is the middle of the earth uh, to compete. And they had 22 out of the 28 cars in the sixties in the sixes, I should say. So, that's that's a great effort out of everyone who showed up in top dragster. But your number one qualifier, our guy Ross Gregory, he's from Brighton, Colorado. He's got a um, eighteen dragster. He goes six fourteen four at two hundred and thirty miles an hour for the top spot. And uh, Ross has been working on his program and gets that top spot qualifier. Nicely done, my man. Uh, but your winner was our hero Paul Nero. Over the Kaz man, Steve Kasner in the final. So Paul Nero gets it done um, on the first leg of the top dragster side at Yellowstone Drag Strip. On the top sportsman side, fewer cars, only nine cars there, but your number one qualifier was Jake Newbuyer. Um, he's from Billings, Montana. He's got a 63 Corvette that went 693.9 at 198 miles an hour for the number one qualifying position. But your winner was Ed the Undertaker open over Brian War when Brian goes red. That is the sixth Lucasville Drag Racing Series. Wally for the Undertaker. Congratulations to Ed open on the front half of the um, Billings, Montana event. On the back half, we got 26 cars that showed up on the top dragster side. Casey Teal um, goes number one, 614.8. At two oh one seventy nine, so uh, he he must have uh, been really getting it and let off there a little bit. Uh, go two oh one at six fourteen, nicely done, Casey. Uh, but your winner was Art Hoover when Don Sefton goes red. Hoover gets his fifth Wally and second this year, so he is he is really hot. Art Hoover, nicely done, my man. Um, and on the top dragster side, there were eight. Or sorry, top sportsman side, there were eight cars. Jake Newbuyer. Goes number one again, 699 at 196. Uh, but your winner was Ken Ratzloff over Jake in the final. And get this, Ken was 006 dead on zero for the win. 
So uh, Jake got the number one spot, but, man, that was going to be hard to get in that sixth-style package from Ken Ratzloff. That is flat-out nasty. Ken, that is not nice, but congrats on winning top sportsman in Yellowstone Raceway. Not to be outdone, the PDRA um, was having their summer shootout event at Virginia Motorsports Park, and they absolutely put on a show. Uh, you, of course, know that they have two different segments. They have the elite top dragster and top sportsman. That's for your first, your quickest 16 cars, and then they do a regular or top dragster and top sportsman 32, which is for the next cars, next 32 cars. So they essentially qualify 48 cars, and they had an absolute show. So on the top dragster side, they had 55 cars show up um, in the elite Top dragster bump was a 397.1. Your number one qualifier was Michael White. He goes 379.8 at 189 miles an hour. Uh, the bump spot, as we said, was 397.1. Man, that is just a nasty 16-car field there. And your winner was Chaz Salance over Carson Brown. Chaz was dead, too, for the oh-so-too-quick Carson Brown. And Chaz Salance gets, his, gets the win in elite top dragster on the top sportsman side i mean virtually the same they had 56 cars 56 top sportsman cars show up that is phenomenal and your bump spot was 4.007 so uh you know seventh thou away from being in all three second field your number one qualifier was buddy perkinson he goes 381 to nine at 198 miles an hour and your winner was Buddy Perkinson over Erica Coleman in the final. So Buddy takes that 959 cubic inch nitrous assisted, goes double 07 in the final for the win. Nicely done, Buddy. <coughs> On the top dragster side, the regular 32, their bump was still a really nice 461.4. Dwayne Salance goes 4008 at 186 miles an hour and didn't make the cut in the elite side. So he gets the number one spot on the regular 32. And your winner is Mike Butler over Glenn Teets, the third. Glenn might have had a little bit of problems, it looks like, uh, but congrats to Mike Butler for getting through that field, uh, battling an unbelievable field and getting the win um, as Glenn had a little bit of problems uh, in the final. But... uh, that was, a, that was a great event all the way through the elite top dragster and the regular 32 top dragster section. On the top sportsman side, the bump was very, very respectable, 463.1. So that is 48 cars qualifying in the eighth mile at under uh, 463. So that's really impressive. Bruce Mullins goes 4-001 at 180 miles an hour for the top spot in the regular 32 side so imagine that going you know 401 and not making the top 16 field it's it's pretty impressive um and then uh um on this uh top dragster side i should say that this was um stacy hall over michelle wilkins i think i had those backwards a little bit so uh top dragster and top sports and so my apologies there but uh stacy hall gets the win over michelle wilkins that's of course is the wife of sandy wilkins michelle goes 002 red um in the final so congrats in the cash go to stacy hall for winning that top dragster event that uh top dragster 32 
in the PDRA at Virginia Motorsports Park. All right, next week um, I'll be a little better, and I will bring you this. I will bring you the results from the biggest drag race on the planet, the Big Go from Lucas Oil Raceway in Brownsburg, Indiana, the Denso Spark Plugs NHRA U.S. Nationals. Whoa, let's get out of the groove. Uh, we're going to get out of the groove just a little bit. It's probably um, as close to the groove as we're ever going to get and still say we're out of it. Let's talk about the JEGS All-Stars that are also on the display this weekend here at the U.S. Nationals in Indy. You know, of course, they usually hold that competition in Chicago each summer, but moved it this year like everything else, which has just quite simply been a moving target. Um, you know, but this – Let's give Jags, the company, some serious, serious credit right here. They could have folded tents like everything else, uh, and a lot of people did this year, and said, hey, this isn't the year. We'll see you in 2021 because, quite frankly, they spend a bunch of U.S. dollars putting this race on, and uh, it, by all accounts, is the closest thing that sportsman classes get to be treating like pros, and that is not cheap. Um, the setup is awesome to, you know, just to recap this quickly, they pick one competitor from each division for each class based on points, starting from last year's all-star competition and going until this year. So there's half the points you get from last year, half points you get from early this year. So that is seven competitors from each division. And then one division gets a blocker um, from last year's, you know, get a blockers to make it an even eight car three round event which is super cool and the winner walks away with a cool five stacks and holds up a jegs all-star trophy that cannot be bought with all the feds printed money they're going to do this friday afternoon and find out who the 2020 champ is there's also this thing where you compete as teams so each division gets points and uh you know the super gas and super comp competitors all from the same division all create points and uh, the top dragster and top sportsman folks from each division are no different it's a it's a really cool thing you're competing against the best of the best and you're also competing as a team so maybe one of the coolest events of the year and uh, really excited for all these folks that get a chance to do it I mean everybody comes away just saying it was the greatest thing I've done in drag racing and uh, I will you know, can't wait to do it again. So let's talk a little bit about your 2020 JEGS All-Star competitors. First off on the top sportsman side, out of Division One, Frederick Perkins third. Um, out of Division Two, David Tatum third. You've heard his name. You know you know his name. He's uh, knocking on the door there um, for another win, and it's just a, you know, great, great competitor. Lester Johnson out of Division Three. Obviously, you know him. You know everybody's going to be chasing him. Division four, Darian Bosch. We know him very well. He's got a Jegs All Star win under his belt. Uh, Alan Firestone out of Division five. Division six is represented by Joe Maloff, and Division seven is represented by Doug Crumlich. Uh, the blocker is out of Division three. Last year's winner, Kynan Dinkle. And so Division Three actually has two representatives, but uh, Kynan doesn't get to collect points for Division Three. That is really just to even up the ladders. So th- those are your folks that are going to compete uh, on the top sportsman side. It's an eight-car field. 
and man, is it going to be awesome. Like it's just going to be flat out awesome. And any one of those guys um, is a threat to win this thing outright on the top dragster side. Again, I mean, it's just a, a murderer's row. First of all, Alan Kenny from division one, Jeff Strickland from division two, JB Strasweg for division three, Rusty Baxter, your first ever U.S. Nationals winner last year um, out of Division Four, Victoria Johnson, who's had a really nice year this year. Um, and she's really on a roll out of Division Five. Mike Shannon represents Division Six, and out of Division Seven, Cody Weber makes the haul. So, um, and then your blocker is Darian Bosch. So Darian's got a, himself a heck of a weekend. He's competing in both um, the top dragster, top sportsman, and then, or uh, sorry, top dragster and top sportsman side on the Jegs All-Star and then also on the top dragster side. So really um, he's got himself a heck of a weekend and got a chance to collect a lot of hardware. But uh, this is just a really beautiful competition. Um, like I said, they the Jegs folks treat all these competitors like pros, and it's just a an unbelievable event and unlike the national championship, which I like about this in order to win this and call yourself the champion of the all-stars, you actually have to line up next to and see your win light come on against the best of the best. Um, you know, in theoretically in a national championship, you could not ever compete against the guy who comes up number two to you. And uh, I, I think you should probably have to look somebody in the eye and stage up with them to do that. And the Jegs All-Stars gives you all of that. It puts the best of the best, and it is, um, you know, really, it is really going to be a great event this weekend. All right, as we hit the mile-per-hour cone this week, I want to introduce a new sponsor to the show you heard him on episode number 50. He's the world's fastest blind man. Uh, Dan Parker was on and was absolutely amazing. If you have not heard episode number 50, do yourself a favor and go make that happen. Um, you know how to do that on iTunes and SoundCloud. You know it's easy to do that. Go back, listen to episode number 50. Dan has lived an amazing life both on and off the racetrack and suffered through an incredibly injury. I mean, just a tragic injury, um, all while keeping a tremendous attitude. Um, he always says you can make excuses or you can make it happen and take it from him. Uh, Dan made it happen for us and he's made it happen on the racetrack and he's made it happen on the salt flats. Um, and we want to give a little bit of turn this thing around so that you can make it happen for him. Uh, if you go to the blind you can order a precision, a precision ballpoint pen. Easy for me to say. They they make great gifts, um, and it helps him build what will ultimately be the world's fastest car driven by a completely blind man. So Dan goes out into his shop. He's got the, the machines, the lays, everything, um, the CNC machines, and he makes these really high-quality pens that you know can sit on your desk or you can uh you know give to someone as a gift. He's he's just an inspiring dude doing what he does all while completely blind at this point. Um he's going at it and I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to do our part 
and knock out an early Christmas gift maybe in the process, but go to theblindmachinist.com, check that out, order a pen, um, and just, you know, support all of drag racing really um, with with Dan and, um, you know, just do yourself a favor, do that, and, uh, you know, you'll be better off for it. All right, let's bring this thing back in. Let's take a peek in the other lane. Let's do it. Let's take the stripe here. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 55, the U.S. National Preview Edition. And there it is. There's the wind light. There's Gloria. Guys, girls, we had a great week this week. Uh, first of all, we had no Roadster talk, uh, so that's really good. Uh, second of all, we talked monkey busters. And we got into the U.S. Nationals and the JEG All-Stars, which is great. I cannot wait for this weekend. Um, It's something I've been doing since I was six years old, and this weekend will be no different. But if you have comments, questions, curse words, you know there are three ways to get at me. First of all, you can hit me on the Facebook page using Messenger. Uh, You can catch one of those monkeys running away from the granny busters. Or you can use the email fastbrackets at outlook.com. I hope you enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down and travel safe. question for you question one yes sir at the end of every show you always say no roadster talk yeah have you ever had roadster talk on this show <laughs> no that's why the show is so great ah okay excellent all right question one question two you got that uh they're gonna be betting on the uh, nationals this year man it's gonna be awesome yeah just we're gonna you know we're gonna do a live rod draw so yeah. everybody will get uh essentially a qualifying position you don't know who that's gonna be you don't know could be anybody, but could then, be Rex Simmermaker. Well, it's not going to be me because I'm not in the show. Oh. But it could be, um, depending on, you know, if it's top dragster or top sportsman, you're going to get a car, and then you can follow that through the course of the weekend. And if your guy wins, it's a thousand bucks, man. It's a little cash, a little scratch, a little cheddar. We'll Antoine walk Brown, on, a little walking around money. John Force. Well, those guys run different, you know, different classes. But uh, Rex Simmermaker, they will not be me. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell tell me more about the gambling. I know you love gambling. You're a huge. <laughs> you need to get in. Just follow the Fast Brackets Facebook page, and you'll be right in there, Rob. <laughs>